This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We can change like my dreams This pain and all this you're on Pastor Phil. Welcome to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip hop, the church, and the streets with my great co-host Pastor Jay and Ruck Boy on Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM, Channel One Fifty Four. Yo, what is going on? You are on the right channel. <laughs> Sirius XM, Holy Culture Radio, Channel 154. You are here. You have been listening to us for a while. We love it. We thank you. I want to let you know uh, that we have a IG. That's right, Church on the Block IG. You can check it out on IG. Now, we only got like one post right now. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna fatten it up. We're going to fatten it up. But check it out. You know, like it. We're going to try to keep you abreast about what's going on. I'm Pastor Phil, man. I want to welcome you to the show with... My other uh, host right now. What's up, DJ Ruckus? Yo, what's good, everybody? It is uh, beautiful to be here this Sunday morning. I know everybody is sitting back, relaxing after having a beautiful Mother's Day last weekend. But hey, it was a beautiful time just to thank the mothers and to share about our moms. So we got some great conversation coming this Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can never stop talking about our moms, man. I mean, being able to uh, to, to love them. And I hope you enjoy what some of the young people said you know, about their moms, too. Um, you know, we're still on this this series, man, Young Faith or Not, right? And talking about it, you know, we talked uh, a couple of weeks ago about stuff happening in Chicago and young people downtown and all the particular things that we addressed around that. And we talked a little bit about that last week. We, we, we talked to young Ryan. We talked to Deron. Um, but, man, I want to start off this whole conversation about young faith or not, about us as men of God and, and, and fathers, and even Pastor Jay, as he's doing fatherly stuff, you know, with his, with his son, with uh, uh, his birthday, uh, not being with us today. That's a fatherly response, right? To love on his son. But like, but, but like our raising kids, man, like raising kids in the Lord, like, was that a challenge for you, <laughs> you know, as, as a dad, as a father, as a husband, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what? I would say this there. I didn't think it was a challenge until they got older. <laughs> right. I, I thought, man, we doing good. They go to church every Sunday. Um, and then when they got teenagers, it, it was just like I started seeing how they were doing things. And I remember I remember one of my kids is probably my son say, how you even know we believe in God? You know, and I was just like, huh. I had the, the dumb look on my face. It's like, what? <laughs> you don't believe in God no more? You know, and so he's like, I didn't say all of that. But it was man, it was just like. Okay, did we not do this right? And then my oldest one, you know, she she got into the LGBT lifestyle, and uh, yeah. she had a lot of questions about about God. And I'm sitting there like, I don't know how to, how to answer this stuff for you, uh, right? Right. You know, so so yeah, I saw the I saw the challenges, and I still see them now. You know, I take my I got I got two young ones still in the house. They're not young, but mm-hmm. you know they. Nineteen and, and sixteen, and man, I take them to church. They sit on their phone the whole time. You know? <laughs> right, 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 right. I mean, 
I didn't have to deal with that raising kids. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm a little old. It's a little older than you are, yeah. but raising kids didn't have no phone. Like they came and sat in church, sit your butt down, and take it. I mean, Sunday school sometimes, sometimes because sometimes we didn't make it to Sunday school. Yeah. But in the context of being um, in the building in the church, and and yet you know they 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 befriended some kids, so they was cool with at their young age, like being at church, being with their friends after church and running around, mm-hmm. like and kind of being involved in that. That was sort of like community for them a little bit, right? Now, I'm looking at this as a parent, like, oh man, this is special. They loving this. But but unbeknownst to me, they they are looking at it like I'm bored. This is why am I even here? Right. Yeah. And so I think um as parents, you know, you're trying to raise them up to to um to follow in the footsteps of having being having a foundation. Now when that foundation you know, became solid to us for us to be as serious. I don't think I ever really took that into consideration. I just knew I didn't want my kids not to have a deep rooted, committed relationship with Christ. Now, all of my kids at one time came to me, came to their mom and said, Hey, I want to know Jesus. Even as young as, as, as they were young, I baptized all of my kids, you know, and so the blessing to be a part of that. But really, man, as they got older, like you said, you know, the, the, and their own stuff started to challenge them, their own issues of life, right? Mm-hmm. They began to be, I don't know where this fits in my in my life. You know, I don't know where this fits. And, you know, you know, I think it's sometimes, you know, if you can be honest as a parent, man, as a, as a Christ follower, you may be like, later on, you may find this out from your kid, but you may be like stuffing Jesus <laughs> In their face, mm-hmm. like, 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 and to, to them it's stuffing, but to you it's like, hey, y'all, let's pray for our food. Hey, man, what did y'all think about the sermon today? Hey, y'all, um, let's read this Bible passage. Little simple things I tried to do, like devotion. They may have felt like, it was, oh my God, we're going to church all the time. Yeah. No, no, I'm trying to just build a. If, if, if that was the case, I'd be having holy oil. I'd be walking around anointing you before you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I'd be like casting demons out you because you said. <laughs> You got a you got a D on the class, Jesus in Jesus' name. You about to get an A. Yeah. I mean, in comparison to to maybe maybe other folks, but in their world, that was like some agree felt over the top. And on top of that, right? I'm now in ministry. I'm all over the place. I'm doing youth ministry. On top of that, I'm not like disconnected pastor. I'm in their world, and so I'm doing hip hop stuff. So in, in my in, in my world, you know, they got so much of it because they were so much in it. And I was in their world too, as a youth pastor, trying to be relevant, trying to understand what, what they was on. So, in some regards, my perspective is that they didn't even have a chance to like really be a kid yeah. <laughs> in some ways. They were and they weren't. But um, it wasn't until later, man, that they began to recognize the people that we thought, like which we believe, and are still good friends to us today. They ain't to them what they thought, what we think they are. Mm-hmm. And so it was a clash. This Christian person, you say they 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 act like this. But you like them. They over our house eating. So all those little things like that began to be like mm-hmm. suspecting this thing of faith and God. Man, it's crazy, man. Yeah, it, <laughs> it is, man. I, I look at my kids and I'm like, you know, my, my, my oldest, my son, he just turned 21. And mm-hmm. it's just like, I, I want to hit him and be like, hey, man, you party hard Saturday for your birthday. And you're going to come to church on Sunday and give thanks to the Lord. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I, you know, I'm like. I don't want to be that parent, right? My mom was like, hey, if you live in my house, you got to go to church on Sundays. Right, you know? right, and so right, right. <laughs> I, I'm trying to find that thin line of, okay, what my expectations are without forcing my beliefs. You know, I want them to to have their own relationship with God. 
and not it to, yeah. for it to not be my relationship and my wife's relationship. You know, my son yeah. said to me, he was just like, you got to give them talking about his sisters and their age, their age, an opportunity to get to know God on their own. And mm. he said that to me. He was just like, it probably won't kick in at this age. It'll probably kick in by the time we, you know, we get closer to our 20s. Mm. And I was just like, huh, <laughs> okay, I hear you. So trying to find that that, that, that thin line. My oldest one, she's been in a, a, a asking question stage, you know. She got a lot of questions, okay. you know. I want to know more about God. I want to ask these questions. I, I need to understand this and I need to understand that. So, you know, so I'm hoping she's seeking ways to, to get her questions answered. Um, right. You know, and again, it's me not trying to force myself on her and in, in, in her thinking. Then I have my niece, the, the youngest one. We don't even know if she believes in God. She don't know if she believes in God, you know. And every really? now and then I ask her, do you, do you believe in God? She's like, I don't know. You know, mm. so it, it, it's, it's little things like that. We'll be sitting at the dinner table and I'll pray or somebody will forget to pray. <laughs> and then her and my youngest will eat. And I'm like, man, y'all don't even thank God for that meal. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think, I think, you know, if I could go back and do things over, I probably would listen a lot more, you know, with my kids. Listen a lot more to to exemplify an example of I'm hearing you. I'm listening to you. It, it still may be like, hey, this is the way we're going to go. But it would be hopefully a little bit more understood that I'm that, I, that I'm I'm with you in this journey. I think I think, you know, you, you grew up in a particular way, theologically, whether you're in church or pastoring or ministering. And you, there's some pressures there at times. Like, you know, even as Christians and Christian parents, like, are you doing devotions with your kids? Are you praying with your kids or whatever it might be? It may not be, it may not be over the top. It just may be like an assumption made that these are things you're doing as believers in your household. And so you may try to create that, not necessarily trying to cause any harm, but indirectly could cause harm if there's not a relevancy about what what you're trying to teach. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that there's some things. The Christian parents are trying to figure out maybe in, a, in, in the most honest, sincere way, I think. And, and tr- they're loving the Lord, trying to love their family, trying not to have their children experience what they experienced. Maybe if they didn't know the Lord or didn't go to church, but trying to grow in their faith. Or if they did experience church, not to experience it in a way that's like they grew up in it. And so all those particular things are in the parent's mind when they're trying to help a, a, a child uh, build a solid foundation in, in, in Christ, you know. And then they're 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 are things I think at time, it, it, some parents like this is how it's going to be. And you have to take it like this and, and walk in that against everything. I'm not relating to you on. Like, I don't know what your depression is with the issues you're going through, but you know what? You're going you're gonna to go through this, you know, and, and, and fight through it in, in that space, man, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, we had a chance to interview some young people and talk about, you know their 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 experience of faith and what their generation of, of faith was. Let's let's listen to what some of them some, some of them had to say. So what's going on, man? Tell me your name, Tyler. So Tyler, what do you think about your generation and their faith in God or not? What do you think about that? I mean, I think sometimes it can be like misguided. Like we 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 need the older generation to like have a little patience and a little grace and try to teach us the best way to like build a connection with God. You know, so in a way, like we kind of like we 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 stay on social media. So 
I mean, but it's always good to like get back into church, like go to church. Actually, it's always good to like see people there, and like you can you can feel you can feel like it's a different energy when you when you walk into church. Good. Thank you, bro. Thank you. That's young Tyler, man, uh, from the firehouse. I mean, what are your thoughts about what his, what his comments were? To you? Yeah, I think that fits exactly what I've been talking about. You know, he said he said <laughs> we need the older generation to be a patient and have some grace. All right, and so. <laughs> Coming from the part of that that that, that Gen X generation of trying to, mm. you know, my mother my mother threw me in church on Sunday and Wednesdays and Fridays and you know I, I'm trying to find that that healthy balance of having patience with my kids around their relationship with God and so I think he's spot on with that. It's going to look totally different, and yeah. that's the that's the crazy thing, right? It looks totally different than what it looked for us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the thing I'm saying, like, if I could do different, was the fact that God already loved my kids way more than I do, and 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 He got us in this Christian household. I just got to live it. Kim and I, my wife and I, got to live it out. Walk in that space, um, make mistakes, own those mistakes, ask for forgiveness, and in such a way where that reality that the Spirit of God is already present to trust God enough, not any kind of magical words. You know, have you fell on your knees? Are you praying on your knees at nights? You know what I'm saying? Or whatever things that make parents feel comfortable that my child is getting some some connection to God in faith, because that's how I understood it. I understood it this way. We read the Bible, we pray, we we do a devotion, we have we pray before we open up Christmas presents, before Thanksgiving, whatever, you know what I mean? And and um all those things that make us feel safe can it seems at times, you know backfire in the life of young people as it pertains to how they how they see things man let's let's check out what another person said so what's going on man what's your name d so d tell me what your perspective is of your generation and faith and relationship to god my generation teenager these days based on what you see i say the faith for god would be very it would be a low percentage a bad mm. type because like based on what you see it's very negative and if they believe in God or they put their faith and trust in God, they won't be acting like that. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. What about you? What about me? you? Oh, I pray every night, so. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so and they, they come for waking me up. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. So you made a decision to, to follow God, to follow Christ yeah. in that way. All right. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. How are you different and grinding that, man, and, and the generation going a whole other direction? Well, I just feel like it's always time for God, like, no matter mm. what. So, like, I can still go to parties and... Like, go outside and stuff, but I know how to stay out the way. Like, mm. I'm a social media influencer, so it's like people know I don't do things like game bang or anything. Yeah, but then yeah, I know yeah. I pray at night, too, right. and in the morning, thanking him and stuff no like doubt. that. Dope. So, yeah. That's good. And we need you to be an influencer as well with these young yeah. people in faith. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Please. So, they go they go D, man. Yeah. I like these comments, man. You know, what you think, T? No, I thought it, <laughs> I thought it was cool. You know, he, he touched on something that I be feeling, right? You know... Yeah. I can be around some Christian folks and all they want to do is talk about God all day, right? And it's just like, okay, right. I, I love God. I love the Lord. I love Jesus. I love God. Um, how How's your life? How's the kids? How's work? There's other <laughs> things we can talk about, right? And so I, I think the older way, like I can go talk to my grandma. My grandma, all she's going to talk about mm-hmm. is God. Grandma, the storm coming through. Oh, baby, I ain't worried about the storm. I go outside and I talk to the storm, baby. Okay, grandma. <laughs> you know, you know. So it's just like that's dope. But there's other parts of our life that we can talk about. We can still do things. We we still have to show 
this generation. Yeah. It's cool to be to 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 love God and to 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 go to church and you know we can do a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he talked about he talked about he go to parties. You know, he he be out say he's a social influencer, so he don't get too wild. One thing that was interesting though, he said, "I don't gangbang." Like. Like that's the biggest sin I can do. Like I can go out and party and kick it. Yeah. Now I don't know what you're doing with women. I don't know what you're doing. Right. <laughs> on other things, I don't know. Uh, but I ain't gang banging. But I'm, I'm, I'm at this part. Yeah. You know, and, and and that's all human beings. Yeah. You know, I ain't an alcoholic. I'm drinking a little bit. You know, I ain't. You know what I mean? <laughs> we, we we do that as human beings. I ain't th- trying to uh, throw throw shade, but I think that generation sees something different. Like I'm living a way that has a sort of a line that I'm not going to cross. Whether he sees it as gangbang or, or something else, there's a line I'm not going to cross. And that's because, as he sees it, you know, in his relationship with God in that way, man. So, you know, and I, th- I think if, if 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 he's seeing it that way, that I, I would hope that there would be, there would have been some other young people or people who, like like Tyler was talking about, older people who kind of showed him that this is a way to live and yet you can still be uh, connected to, you have to be holier than that. You can still be connected to, everybody else in these spaces man so uh i think we had another young lady let me check this out so anaya what do you think about young people and faith and their connection to god in your generation um i think it's lost like people don't connect how how old the people do like in the church how do you connect um i don't you don't either so why don't you connect uh i lost faith Wow, that's deep. That's deep. You want to expound on that? Um, so things happened in my life. Yeah, it was like, it was like, I don't know. After a while, I just started looking like looking at it as people blame the problems and things that they wanted that they didn't get on somebody or a higher power. Wow, wow, that's deep. Do you think a lot of your generation kind of feel that same way like that? Either that or they just don't think about it. It's like they just live their life on a day-to-day basis. Real talk, real talk. Thank you. Yo, that was deep what Anaya said, man. Yeah, man. And she was just, I don't. <laughs> it, it, it was deep. It was heartbreaking to hear that. Yeah. Because whatever, you know, she didn't go into deep details, but whatever she's gone through in her life, she's associated with God or the church. Mm. And enough for her to say, I don't. Yeah. I mean, you know, we don't think oftentimes the young people are going through stuff. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You're 15. You're 16. You ain't got no house payment. You ain't got no bills. You know, we, we, we think of it as adults or as parents in that context. Uh, but yet, we're all human beings. We create an image of God, but we struggle. We figure out life. We, we have friends. We lose friends. We get rejected. And so there's all kinds of things at, at ages, uh, uh, certain ages of young people who have capacity to handle that, and some don't. And then if the church, like she said, she'd been hurt, right? She was hurt. Yeah. Um, so things that people did or whatever the case is, right? And so if people aren't taking her seriously, then oftentimes it creates a way in which I ain't going to take God seriously. Yo, this is Church on the Block. We're talking about hip-hop the church in the streets. We'll be right back. Holy Culture, Holy Culture Radio. Healing, hope, and how-to's. Yo, what's going on, people? You are church on the block. Real talk about hip hop, the church in the streets. I'm with some great young leaders right now who are here at the firehouse every day. And we're going through this whole series on young faith or not. And so I'm just going to pass some of the mic as we ask these questions about what is it that your generation and how is it your generation sees God or not? Just go on and share with you. 
with with us about some believe in like some don't like 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 they believe in it but they don't believe in how most people that believe in God believe in okay like what would that be like if they if if, if they do believe how do they how do they believe differently than, than other people do because they might not as cast they might not care about it as much because they don't know nothing for real okay okay all right so being able to understand that some people believe some people don't believe but the people young people who do believe they may not believe like adults believe or yeah, the question is, in your generation, how do young people see faith or not? Like, what is it that people need to know about generation, this generation, and their understanding of God and faith? And, and from your perspective of it, from your peers and stuff like that, how do they see God? Me, personally, I don't really think that they really see, like, faith in God like that. Like, I don't think they really believe. Mm. Okay. What is the what do you think that holds them back from believing? I think that themselves hold them back from not believing like mm-hmm. their standards. Their standards. Okay. What does that mean though? What does that mean their standards are? I feel like as if like they think oh believing a guy oh makes them let's say I don't want to say but like it's like they feel like oh if I believe in God, I'm not tough enough or like oh okay so they weaker. They believe in God, so say what now? Wow. Okay. Okay. Now, do you think that's because they saw some people like that before, and it was like they lame, they are weak? They, I mean, something that gave them an example or something like that? Probably so. Hmm. I don't doubt it. Okay. So, are y'all ever in conversation with folks at your school on the bus stop, friends on the phone, Facebook, real, you know, Facetime, and talk about God? Like they bring up the subject, or somebody brings up the subject? Like, well, I don't really. Nope. Some people, right? It's like some friends would be depressed. It then I either helps them talk about God or something to get closer. So it's kind of like a, a situational. Like if yeah. they get depressed about something. Yeah, you tell they offer something. How does that work though? Like do they do they do they listen then? When you, when when they're depressed in that context? Sometimes they cause they're too deep into depression. So they either listen or they can't listen. Hmm. But I still had a conversation with them anyway. So it's kind of they, they get to a place of of almost like hopelessness to a degree that I can't see a way out. And, uh, but have you seen some folks, some, you know, some of your peers, when you talk to them about that, about, about God, that they, um, they tend to zone out. Oh, they tend to zone out. Nobody you've talked to ever has, hello, everybody, anybody you ever talked to ever have like, um, I get you, man. This is, I thank you. Like something where it maybe turns a corner for them. Yeah. Some turned the corner for some of them, but some, didn't really turn the corner. They wow. just turned to drugs or anything. Just Something else to kind of talk to system. Or wow. Wow. That's real talk. So, Anaya, what would you say? Um, I feel like people in my generation, um, I feel like they don't really have a stand on it, per se. Like, if you were brought up in a church, it's like maybe you didn't grab the concept when you were younger. So, it's just you keep going to church and it's like, at this point, it's like a huh line right here. Mm. Then a rather than a, I'm getting something from being here. Because mm. like I know a lot. I know I know some people that's like they just go to church because their parents forced them. And I was I was raised in a church like from like birth basically, and it was like oh no. So that I was young, it was like we had to dress up for church, and okay. then we switched churches, and it was like where whatever. So mm. you could, it was like a come as you are type church. Well, no, it was like. If 
some of those people in my generation feel like they're more forced to uh, more forced to uh, more forced to not know. Wow, wait a minute, that's deep though. More forced to not know. That was, is that how you break that down, or were you disrupted by something else? <laughs> More force to not know. So, like, forget about knowing. Like, if you found out on your own, I feel like you would have a deeper understanding. Then you you being brought into it, like instead of like how racist parents they would mold their child into being racist. Yeah. So it, I feel like it's like the same thing. Like, cause I'm writing the paper on it now, and it's like. You molding yourself, you molding your child to be Christian. But what if your child chooses not to have that religion later on? Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. I mean, the reality of uh, of how folks are raised as an adult right, or as a kid, right? And they become adults, they become Christian, right? And they, and they take what they learn and maybe something they didn't like necessarily and try to bring that with their own children. But oftentimes, I think cats, adults, forget that um, their own journey, right, of faith, right? And so they want to make sure... I think as a parent, make sure you know God, you safe, you know the Lord, you know what I mean, in, in, in that space. But there's a bunch of other things that your generation may face that a lot of times adults don't even get. I mean, you think that's true? I mean, you think there's a gap from, because like, I could see some adults be like, how do y'all now? How do y'all? 16. Y'all don't know none y'all 16. Y'all ain't been through it. You hear what I'm saying? Why you, what you mean you depressed? But you pay the beat. What bills you got to pay? You ain't got, that kind of vibe. Oh, after a while, not knowing that you go through a whole world of stuff, you know, that's socially, emotionally different than the generation that grew up before, right? Right? And so there becomes a, a disconnect in the midst of that. Sometimes it's like they'll ask you, like, how you feeling, and then they'll go against what you say. Like, they'll be like, mm. well, some parents don't check it all. Right, right. One of them kind of things where this is how it's going to be, type of a thing, right? This is how it's going to be. And so in the midst of that, how it's going to be, it creates a way in which uh, you can phony kick it because you're in the house, per se, right? And then when things hit the fan, it may just be, it may just look a little different after you made another choice to think a different way, right? Um, what would you say is needed, would you say, um, in your life, if 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 you was going to get closer to God or if God was going to become real or on your own, like as you say before, if parents are put in one particular way and how do you know if that child's going to grow up that way, what do you think is needed for you in your generation or you personally maybe to say, this is how I think I would want to understand God or grow in understanding God or not? Do your faith or read the Bible yourself. Okay. Being around like open-minded people. Mm. If they ain't thinking about that's a good that's a good point read the bible pray find your own way and be around open-minded people what would you say now same thing, same thing. ain't no wrong you can't say same thing same have to have thing. your own okay. <laughs> i said that because like because like if you don't if you don't think that you believe in that or like it was pushed on you but now it's like what what are they talking about? Mm. It's like you want to go over it to see if that's what you believe in or other or other religions that might connect with you more. Because you might resonate with that particular faith in a different way. Is that what you're saying? Okay, okay. Now let me ask you a big question. If you can, if you can, if, not so much a big question. Y'all handle a great question. Y'all got great responses. But like the church, right? What do you think if you was going to redo church, redo it? To, to make it to where it resonates with you and your generation um, to meet young people, you know, right where they are to take more God would happen to be. What would you say the first thing got to happen or the, the whole thing would have to happen? 
more than verbal. Dope. It's just someone at the top sitting down, get people talking. Mm. And it's like, like at the end, I don't grasp what you're talking about. You don't even. Um, I don't know. Like, yeah, like you talking to them. Talking at people. Out, I'm going to get it and then it's going to go out. And then when I get some notes, I'm going to get it. Yeah. And so I'm preaching like this. You know, I'm telling you, the way all young people wear your hair. (laughs) Right, right, right. And wear them shoes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's one form of preaching sometimes. But I got what you mean. It's talking at people. And like, you know, I always say this about hip hop, right? And watch what I'm saying. Because hip hop is about sender, receiver friendly. Meaning that hip hop is going to tell you, but it's also going to catch what it's also saying. It's not going to say nothing to you that is going to be uh, what the sender doesn't also get. So preaching is oftentimes just sender friendly. You ever been in a school with a teacher talking about what did that teacher just say? Because teachers, some teachers love to hear. Some teachers think it's about teaching. And I want to tell you about the Theop Nuptos. And therefore, you learn more from not listening. Ooh, learn more from not listening. See, I know a lot about God. I learned that myself. I didn't learn it. I mm. had a bunch of pastors and preachers, but it's, they talk too long, so I don't either come here or listen or I zone out or do something else. <laughs> but the, the way that I learned it is I learned myself. And yeah. that's why I believe in the way I believe. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So if you're going to redo church, first thing I'm hearing y'all say consistently, the message is too long. And what, what about the message? Of what, two, two, no, first, you got, you got to talk with people, not at people. Then two, the message is too long. You know, you know what I mean when I say talk at people. Yeah. Yeah. So then, then got to be under. So you got to, you got to understand the culture. You got to understand where, where people are, right? So what will be what fifteen minutes of a message? Like fifteen minutes. Like if somebody's going, if you're going to go to church, if you're going to redo, you're going to redo church. First, you got to talk with people, know the culture, know what people are going through, and in two fifteen minute messages. Fifteen minutes too short for just church. So I say like an hour. An, an hour for church altogether. No, he's saying church all together, not preaching for an hour. Yeah, so you're done in an hour. So maybe inside of that could be you could so whether it's singing, whether it's somebody some 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 poetry, somebody rapping, uh, 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 Dilla in Manila. So being able to have that in that in that spot. <laughs> you got bars, don't sleep on me. Um and then maybe a message could be fifteen minutes out of that hour, at an hour, or would you say it'd be long enough? Fifteen, twenty minutes? Maybe 15, 20 minutes, like per message, yeah. Okay. So they'd be like, well, they would go from one message to the next message to the next message. It's like, what was I supposed to grasp? So like, now I feel like my church, my church that I've been, uh, was going to, mm-hmm. I feel like they, he, he got feedback because now our services used to be like, uh, it used to be a, a, like a 9 a.m. or 8 a.m. service mm-hmm. and then there'd be another one at like 11 a.m. Okay. So you would stay, so I would stay for both services because my mom would be like, um, she'll help with the church. Okay, okay. So I'll be there all day. Right. So it'll be like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> So in the second service, so you go to the, would you go to the first one? Would you help in the first one and then go to the second one? I have to go to both. But you'd be in both services, both services. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of us grew up that way, being in church all day. Now I get that. So do you think that, do you think that cats, men or women preaching long or whatever the case is, because, um, like, like, why would you think a message would have to be long? Like, you think the you think the attention span, is what I'm trying to say, of this generation can't really do a 30, 40 minute message. Mm-hmm. How long are teachers teaching in school before they stop teaching and then you got to do work? Depending if it's a lecture or something. Okay. 
So they made they, classes 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. So they made they made talk for like 25 minutes, 20 minutes. I'm like, if they talk too much, I'm going to tell them. The teacher? Like, yeah, I'll be honest. I'm like, because I got a connection with my teachers. I I got know, yeah, so I'm like, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what you just said. So I asked them to elevate it. In a respectful way. Yeah. And then they like get you because you you blowing it up in school anyway. So it's not like you just help you trying to like be smart or something like that and just mess. I feel like when it's short and to the point, you get it faster. Than long and now you you just sitting there now. My brain is trying to process all this. So let me. So that's a great point. See, I think this generation because of all the social media, all the stuff that's out there, y'all have to y'all y'all are in a position where you learn quicker, whether you want to learn quicker or not. It's kind of like a cultural thing, like like. One generation is took a little bit more time with stuff, whether it was like, for example, there was no cell phone back in the day. So you had to wait to call me at five when I got to the crib. Right. That's when you go call the house phone. I'm going to pick up the house. phone, And then at the house phone, I only had a limited time to use the house phone. So I got to be on the fight. Like I'd be on the phone at seven. I got to 745. What's going on? And we talk and then we done for the day. So you imagine that generation living in that way to this newer generation. We on the phone. How often are you on the phone? I hate the phone. I hate FaceTime. I hate calling. I hate talking. But but would you say in a day if you combine all the hours, all the minutes that you're on the phone, how many hours would that be? On the phone in general or on the phone like call? I'm talking about on the phone in general, not only a call, but on the phone in general. TikTok, social media. Oh, you mean on the phone? Oh, like in general. Using the phone in general, yeah, everything. What would you say? Two hours. Two. So you could. You said more? Like, it depends on what I'm doing. Like, my grandson be on FaceTime, and he'll be in the bathroom. I'm like, what you doing? The phone be right here. I'll be like, what? I'm coming out, ball. Like, no, no, no. I'm going to hang this phone up. Because, you know, you just, yeah, well, he don't got no earbuds on. He's just talking. You know what I'm saying? I only say that because if that is how your attention span has been developed. Not because, you're, not because you're simple that way. I'm just saying culturally, then churches need to look at that, right? Because it means that you you may be absorbing more information because you, what is social media jokes that maybe, um, Deeper, they, they maybe you know. At one point it was adult jokes, and now it's youth joke. Now everything kind of all blended. So there's a lot of mature things that you may be reading into. That if a message is going to be 20 minutes, the pastor needs to believe in the fact that you're mature enough to take it that quick. You follow my you follow my point. So sometimes maybe even lectures by a teacher, maybe because the situation is complicated. We're talking about chemistry. We got to add these things together, and they haven't figured out a way to maybe make it as simple. But I say that about preacher thinking as a preacher that if I'm going to recognize the fact that you get it quicker, I got to trust the fact that I can make a shorter message. With real pungent, real knowledgeable things in the midst of that, and fun and relevant, so you can keep, keep it moving. That makes sense. Yes. I mean, you know I mean, now what? Okay, we re, we 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 rebuild in the church. We know one, don't talk at people. Two, <laughs> we talking about um, shorter message. And what would be one more thing you would say to keep you? You said we're going church going to be an hour to, to keep you in the building. Good vibes. Good vibes. Come on now, night. That's what I'm saying. Like, not boring. Yeah, I say good vibes. Yeah, because yeah. churches be having a lot of drama. Maybe so boring. Yeah. Definitely, you get that good energy. True. And you got, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, like, first, when you come in the door, good vibes from coming in the door. Good vibes kicking, connecting with the people. Now, you got to remember, though, you can't help everybody in the church. You're like, mm, you're next to they, they, what did you do that for? Why, why you got the same guy? You know, whatever the case may be. So, it's one of them kind of things that as much as you cannot. Like the waitress at a restaurant don't make me deter coming back as long as the owner knows that the, the waitress was kind of sour and they make a change. I ain't say you got to lose a job, but maybe she's back in the kitchen. Whatever the case may be, if the owner don't change or the manager don't move, then I got to recognize they don't respect my perspective on that piece. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one who says something about this waiter or waitress. So 
Man, I appreciate y'all, man, uh, uh, dropping the knowledge on here. Is there any one more thing you would want to say, either both to the, this older generation or to your own generation about about God and discovering God and knowing God? What would you say? Keep faith. Hmm? Faith. What about it? Keep it. Keep the faith. I would Good. say it's, it's okay to believe in God. It's okay to believe. Good. 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 What would you say? Be open-minded. Be open-minded. No, you gotta say your own words. Say your own words. Uh, let people pick their path. Let people pick their path. Cool. You have heard it right here, Church on the Block. <laughs> church on the Block. Real talk about hip hop, the church, and the streets. We about that life, yo, Pastor Phil. Right back. Holy Culture Radio is operated by the CoreLink Solution, a 501c ministry dedicated to empowering people to reach their potential. If you feel led to contribute to this mission, visit www.holyculture.net slash donations. Church on the block, real talk about hip hop, the church in the streets, streets, streets. We are talking about young faith or not, man. We just listened to, man, a bunch of young people from the firehouse in our Spark Arts program. And they, they, uh, I love these young people, man. They are the bomb. They are creative. They're funny. Super silly, man. But they are uh, very, very insightful in some of the things that they talked about, right? And so we wanted to make sure that we just, we weren't the ones, adults, talking about young faith or not and not having young people on here and hearing their voices about about what their perspective is of God. So we're just going to dialogue a little bit about this. So T, what did you think about when they talked about, like, you know, people need to be more open-minded in order for us, like, it was kind of like, more people being open-minded will help us to find faith. And and, and and then they even say, like, find our own path. Let us find our own path. As a as a parent and as a you know minister, how how do you how do you take that? Like, like find your own path. Does that create some kind of fear? Like find your own path. Yeah. So when I <laughs> when I hear that, yeah, it's it's scary, right? And I, I'll speak in reference to my, my daughter who's in the LGBT community, right? She's married, she's right. in a same-sex marriage. And what I had to do with her is just say, you know what? This is your life. It is your relationship with God. Now, Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily agree with your lifestyle, but it's not about what I agree with. It's about this is your life. I love you to death. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to love God, love you, love your wife, and and just Mm -hmm. do what I can. Now, if you got questions about God that I can help you with, cool. What does God say about that lifestyle? You know what? I don't know enough information. So I'm going to be honest with you about that. I don't have enough information to tell you yay or nay, but I can tell you. I can find you a theologian that will tell you yes, it's okay. I can tell you I'll find a theologian to tell you no, it's not. So (laughs) for me, that was my, my door opening to understanding that, you know what? I don't have to pretend like I know everything when it comes to God or that I have all the answers to her about her, her lifestyle. I'm still trying to make sure I get it right. So you know what? I just told myself, back up, let her figure it out on her own. And I'm here if she need anything or she got questions or she need resources. And I'm going to just let her live her life and figure out her relationship with God. And I'm going to just love her. And see, that goes back to what we were saying before as parents at times, like just the reality that um, I got to trust God in, in, in raising these kids. Like, God, you love these kids way before I did. Uh, let me just trust you that you're doing something beyond what I can see, yeah. right? As, as, frust- as frustrating as that might be as a parent, what that kid just said back to me and how they're living, you got to trust God in the midst of that piece, man. You know, uh, doing what I can do in a way that hopefully 
plants the right seed by living right and, and being an example in that space um, so that it becomes like like some sort of some solid foundation yeah. in the midst of that piece, you know? I mean, I think that when um when I hear the young people talk about, you know, finding their own path, I think I think that's almost like a a total turnaround, like y'all are forcing this path on us. And there's not enough about the path you've taken us on mm-hmm. that we should buy into. Yeah, we're gonna go with the traditional script of uh huh. Because I you in, in the in the little interview, I, I acted like some preacher, and they was all laughing about it. Like you know, I was like, eh. they, they were talking about you know, church is too long, and and we don't understand what the person's saying, and so they just got to get right on their phones or doing whatever. And I was like, uh huh. <laughs> so you mean? And they all started pretending like they was preaching that way. And that's not every preacher, and there's some preachers who preach that way who can kill it, you know, expositorily as well. But I'm just saying in general, there was a need to say, I'm going to turn away and look for another path and, and find my own way. Because the, the, at least in one, in one regard, there's a hunger to find a way. Mm-hmm. But two, the way you show me here, it ain't it's showing me jack yeah. of me even desiring that path. I think there needs to be something looked at ministry-wise, relationally, in the schools, in the streets, at the churches, where there is like, yo, that makes some sense. Let me check that out. Like, and, and, and this is my little soapbox at times. When you go down the street in the hood, and like Alondra got a hundred something churches, and you see churches, the new greater Mount Pisgah. Yo, nobody knows enough phonetics to say Mount Pisgah mm-hmm. without saying piss. And they, <laughs> what the church doing? Hey, Mount mm-hmm. what? And so I say that is it, from the title, it can be relevant and it can it can be standoffish. So that's one aspect of it. I mean, people don't go to Baba's in the hood because they don't know how to say Baba. They got some good gyros. I mean, it's star gyro. They're going to go to places that make sense for them to get what they want to get. Right. You know, um, if you're going to get what you want to get, you're going you're gonna to know those know those spaces. So I say that because if you're trying to find your own path, it means that somewhere along the way, somebody didn't give you enough information relevantly in such a way that you found that to be the path. You know what I mean? Yeah. So being relevant was one of the other key components. Now, that's an age old thing. I mean, T, when you was in church, man, was it was there points? Was your church relevant and in, in stuff when you was in church as a young person? So, yeah, they were because I was part of the 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 the, the, the big Christian hip hop. I was at the beginning of the Christian hip hop movie and I went okay. to a predominantly white church. They got that part right for us. OK, OK. So. <laughs> <laughs> they knew that our generation was into house music and into yeah. to dancing and into to hip hop. And so they found yeah. opportunities that yeah. there were Christian Christian uh, themes that allowed us to still. Now, a lot of it was whack, but it was still like, <laughs> oh, man, I can listen to hip hop. I can get my ears pierced and still still love mm-hmm. the Lord. You know, so they got that right. I mean, I got my first ear piercing in my church. <laughs> in the church? In the church. My Ooh. mom used to be, you know, I would ask her, mom, can I get my ears pierced? No. Tell me why. No, no, no. And then this <laughs> this group came to the church. They spent like two weeks with us. And it was, wow. it was some young white dudes and they had ear piercings. And so I, looked at, their, I looked at my mom and I was like, mom, that dude got his ears pierced and he loves the Lord. And I love God, and you know, I I I I sold on it, and I got and dude 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 sat with me and my mom talked, and then she said okay, and he we went in the bathroom and he he had everything he needed and he pierced my ears and that was my first ear piercing. Yeah, she 
He was ready with his gear already. Yeah, he, he had everything he needed. And that was my wow, first ear piercing. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> so, I mean, like even that, right? There, there, there is um, an edge to that relevancy. Yeah. Right? The edge to it that, that folks aren't ready to cross or go over because of fear of, of think that that unsafe theologically that they've, you know, oftentimes people have memorized what they've been told to believe, but they don't really have a solid foundation of where that come from. Yeah. You know, now, really have a solid you know, but see also what, what I think happens a lot of times is that older, the older generation. Now, yeah. now I'm the older generation, right? Um, <laughs> we find what we believe to be foundation laws and rules and we stick to those and we try to tell it the next generation this is how it's got to be this is what mm-hmm. it is you know I, got, I still have debates with my mom and my grandmother about speaking in tongues right mm. and and even though i can show them in scripture what it says about who's going to receive the gifts they're because of the way they were raised and the way that they see it they're going to stick to what they believe Everybody yeah. should be speaking yeah, in exactly. tongues and it's a gift that God gives to everybody. And I'll show them the scripture. Like, this is what the scripture says. Right. <laughs> Some <laughs> will receive those gifts. Well, everybody, right. they'll take that as right. everybody should receive them. Like, that's not what it's saying. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> and things like that. So, so if you want that kind of thinking about a lot of different things, not just speaking in tongues, then you got young people in there. One, they scared. They don't know what's going on. I'm not scared, but they're like, what is this going on? They're, it's not relevant. And I'm feeling pressured in some kind of way uh, to move in this space, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I get the point. I get the point. There's a sense of, you know, you want you want young people to, to, to know God, but there is generational shifts. I mean, we we in a generation now, like we're talking about one other show, young people listening, and we talked about it in the, in the last episode with the young people about social media and stuff like that, the last uh, uh, section. And they were talking about how, there's so much media out there. They're already so much mature, quote unquote, even fake maturity mm-hmm. because of just because they know what Elon Musk is doing. Right. Yeah. Man, I ain't known about no business people doing. no. <laughs> I, I didn't watch the news. I didn't care about what's going on. I was if it wasn't about sports. I wasn't in it. And I'm going out the door to go hang out and, and, and do some other stuff. So there's so much stuff. The kids are where there's adult jokes that they're doing on TikTok that. That may be really, really funny, yeah. but they ain't supposed to be on that right now. Yeah. Or whatever the case is. <laughs> so because of all of that, kids grow up quicker than their minds are ready yeah. to. Mm-hmm. You know? And so now you're trying to preach, but they're like it, one of the things they talk about in the thing is like it's like, you know, we get it. We could because they're 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 mature per se, but they're not mature. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They 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 have the semblance of that adult. So so even when they were talking about changing the church and sermons to be shorter, like Tell us what you're trying to say. Like, get it out. Don't be dilly dallying around it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, what, what are you, say? you know, so one of the things that uh, two things I thought about, right? My mom were raising me. It was don't play any secular music in my house, right? Yeah. And and so when I got older, I I realized, well, I didn't want my kids to listen to a bunch of secular music because I didn't like the message. So what I did was I filled them up with a bunch of Christian hip hop. It started, it was sounding better. And, and I filled, I took them to as many concerts as I could take them to. I kept them filled with all types of music, right? Yeah. And they still went and started listening to secular music because of those influences <laughs> right. in the world, right? Because right. of their friends and everything right. else. And so 
there was that part of me that really wanted to be like, no, nah, don't be listening to that secular music, right? I still mm-hmm. mess with them a little bit, but I realized I had to back off. And, and, right. and, hey, can you play? Make sure you're playing a clean version of that. Can you be conscious of the type of stuff you are playing that you are listening to? Um, I had to back off because otherwise I'm going to chase them and, they, and they're going to, what they're going to do is sneak and do it like I was doing it. And that's not what <laughs> right. I wanted. Right. Right. And then th- <laughs> there's the other part. And, and, and Pastor Jay just preached, preached on this. Uh, well, he preached and he talked about this. He says, if you get in my car, you might hear me play some Wu-Tang. He said, because I, you know, I like some Wu-Tang. He said, but that's not all you're going to hear when you get in my car. He said, there are some days I need Kurt Franklin to be bumping Mm -hmm. in my car. He said, and if I get in your car every time I get in your car and all I'm going to hear is Wu-Tang or these love songs or some Cardi B or some of these other artists (laughs) all the time. And I don't ever hear some spiritual stuff, some stuff that I really need for my ears and my heart then I got a problem. And so I think what we have to do is find a balance with our kids. Um, And, you know, they're going to listen to, they're going to do things because the the culture is dictating that for them now. Right, Um, right, right, right. But if we try to find a balance where we we can listen to what they're listening to and say, well, you know, that's not bad or... You know, just be conscious of what you let you're allowing in in your ears and what you're taking in, and then also encourage them. Hey, sometimes listen to some Christian music. That's one thing I will say about my son. Uh, I remember one day we were going fishing, and I was playing some secular music, mm-hmm. and he had his headphones on, and I'm like, "What you listening to? Some little Dirk or something?" He said, "No, I'm listening to some church music," and I was just like, "Oh, okay." Uh, <laughs> You know, I respected it. It was Sunday. We hit and fishing. And, you know, he wanted to listen to a little church music before he got to mm. the, to the fishing spot. I was, just, I was up. That was a proud dad moment. That means me yeah. and my wife have done good in that area when it came to music for him. Yeah. I mean, there's no way around our kids being influenced by the world. There's no way around that. Like, you know, as much as you try to shelter as much as you you know, and, and sometimes you show them too much, they're going to sprint to, to the world, yeah. right? I remember the same thing. We'd be like, oh, my God, what are they listening to? This crazy stuff, man. Um, some of the things the young people said was that, you know, um, having, you know, church, you know, too long. So we talked about it like, yo, one hour. I said, so wait, you want a, an hour message? And they were like, no. You know, when you heard them talk about this, just the whole thing an hour, right? Um, so I don't know. That's, that's something to think about in light of a, a pungent, tight, so as long as the word is relevant and there's enough of the uh, reason why we're there to come together, fellowship, to hear God's word and, and to, you know, encourage one another. I think I think in the midst of that, in that hour, there needs to be some time where we hear from the congregation, where it's not just one person speaking, but hearing f- through prayers, through testimonies and other things like that. Um, again, um, another relevant way, some other relevant way to, where, where there is something that young people can see. And touch the hand of God, man. Touch, touch the movement of God, man. Time to drop bars. Yeah, I'm gonna drop these bars on y'all real quick, man. Um, there was a father um, who his son had ran away, and um, he he couldn't find his son in the town that he was in, and he ended up going to a whole other state to begin to look for his son. And and he thought his son was in this state because of other statements he had had made with his son, and so he made a truck to this other state, put an ad in this little town where he thought his son might be 
And his son's name was Paco. And he put an ad in the newspaper that said, Paco, all is forgiven. And the father stayed at this little hotel and he put this whole ad in there. He said, meet me at this hotel tomorrow at noon. All is forgiven. That's what he told his son, Paco. Hopefully that somebody would see his son. Somebody would see the ad. Paco would see the ad and come to the hotel. That morning, the father went out to go to breakfast um, in hopes to come back to see if anybody showed up at the hotel. And the father came back at 1130 in the morning from his breakfast. And there were 800 Pacos out in front of that hotel. There was National Guard. There was police out there. He didn't know what was going on. The, the, the father ended up going to the to the uh, major D at the hotel and said, hey, what's going on? He said, man, somebody put an ad in the newspaper and said, Paco, all is forgiven. And 800 Pacos showed up. I'm here to let you know that God put a put an ad in the Bible called The Word. said, all is forgiven. All is forgiven. No matter what church you go to, no matter what happened in church, no matter what happened in school, no matter what happened in your mom and them in church and testimony of God, God says to you right now, all is forgiven. Come to him. He's right there for you. You know, I'm Pastor Phil with DJ Ruckus, Church on the Block, Real Talk About Hip Hop, The Church and Street. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Church on the Block, Real Talk About Hip Hop, The Church and the Streets. We're back here, same time, same day, next week. Come with us.